Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Happy New Year, J-Rod Concerts family. Hi, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. Happy 2022 to all of you, my dear listeners. May the new year bring you lots of blessings, health and happiness, wherever you're listening and to your friends and loved ones. And we are finishing 2021 with such an incredible soul, such a wonderful, wonderful talent. Ladies and gentlemen, Thunderstorm Artis. Now, if you watch NBC's The Boys, you you definitely know who Thunderstorm Artis is because he almost won in 2020. He was a runner-up, and um, his talent just blew America away. From the moment he stepped onto the stage and performed the Beatles' Blackbird, all eyes were on him. All the coaches turned their seats around. Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Nick Jonas. And, uh, yeah, the Hawaii native just stole America's heart. And, it, you know, his new single, by the way, is out now. You may want to check it out. It's called All is Fair in Love and War. But, yeah, what a guy. What a guy. I mean, he came from a really in- important musical family whose uh, footprint has been all over Motown music. His late father performed with uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. You know, uh, he's born in a large, large musical family in Hawaii, uh, where he's joining us from. And he's... um. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been compared to people like Louis Armstrong, John Legend, and uh, he's played alongside people like Jack Johnson and Booker T. And he's a relentless tourer, an amazing soul, an amazing songwriter, and someone that you ought to know. So we're really happy that Thunderstorm is here with us on the show. Uh, make sure to check out more about him at thunderstormrts.com. And guys, if you're new to the show, we do ask a little favor. Please give us a review. Please click subscribe. That helps us quite a bit. And uh, I will see you next year, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Thunderstorm Ortiz on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. What's up, boss man? How's it going? There you are, Thunderstorm. Dude, how's it going, man? How you doing? Look at you. Looking fly. Where, where are you coming to us from, Thunderstorm? From Oahu? Oahu, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm here doing a couple concerts at the Blue down here in Oahu. And um, we got one tonight. We had um, one last night and then one tomorrow as well. Man, looks beautiful. Look at that light. You're looking cool as ever, <laughs> Thunderstorm. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm doing well. Doing well, man. It's been a good year. It's been a busy year. And so I'm um, looking for what next year has to offer as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, you know, an incredible talent to introduce you to my audience, runner up on The Voice, acclaimed musician since, you know, since you were born, really. I mean, your new single, All is Fair in Love and War, absolutely amazing. Uh, it's oh, out now. Oh, yeah. dude, it's fantastic. But even from before, like The Haunted from 2018, like, drop the mic from there. So <laughs> people should just check out your whole stuff, man, because you're unbelievable, dude. Thanks. That means that means a lot, man. It's it's really cool. It's been really cool to be able to get in the studio and re um, rethink a lot of these songs and work with a really cool producer and just start putting things out. We got some new stuff and a lot of good plans kind of for next year as well. And so, man, I when I got your email about um, interest and in wanting to do this, I was like, oh man, that's dope. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. 
Awesome. I appreciate that. I appreciate that thunderstorm. And, you know, let me ask you about, let's start with your family, you know, for my audience that yeah. may not know, because, you know, your family, it's amazing, first of all, but they're like, <laughs> your family are an integral part, I think, of one of the most important chapters in American music history, I think. I mean, obviously, oh, okay. you're... Yeah, man. I mean, your late dad, Ron, obviously Motown Sessions player, played keyboards with, yeah. I mean, with many people, Michael Jackson included, uh, your mom, Victoria, as well. Yep. When did you first realize, Th Thunder, you know, like, man, my parents were like a building block in something that, that transcended generations that matters? Well, man, um, I've always held my parents in high regards like my entire life like i'm from a loving a family of 11 kids six boys and right. five girls i'm right. number seven so uh when i was born i was watching my mom and my dad like play shows all over hawaii and just talk about music and just seeing just seeing their love and the passion for the craft you know what i mean and like like i didn't know about the whole past and stuff until like you know i was just a little bit older but just seeing the love that they had for it and just the the regards that they held it you know what i mean like i and when people ask my first memories of music, it was uh, waking up early in the morning, crawling underneath my dad's grand piano as he was going through all arpeggios and working through all of his like his things. And it was just those are my memories of what music was all about. And um, and then my mom was the first person in my family who realized that I could sing and I would I would wake up early in the morning and go and like work on all these old jazz standards. And she would come down and she'd be like, hey, try this, try that. Don't do this. And and then I'd be like, oh, I'm not a singer. I'm a drummer or I'm a rapper. I don't want to, I don't want to sing. And then when she would leave, I would go and, you know, practice everything she told me. <laughs> and then, so man, always. And then when I realized like what they had accomplished, like, and all they wished for us was to, to look at all the accomplishments that they had and then try to see how we could continue to grow and to take this, um, this gift and the things that they have taught us a little further. And yeah. so that's my journey is all about now, man, is how to continue the work that my parents started. And I'm so happy that you mentioned that because um, that joy comes through in your music, Thunderstorm. And, and I feel like nowadays, you know, I mean, being an, a musician is, is, is hard work. You have to put a lot of hats, you know, the marketing, the social media, the TikTok, this, yep. that. And, and sometimes I feel like people like lose that joy, that pure love that like makes them artists in the first place. So, so that's good. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. I agree, man, because it is, is a lot of work. A lot of people think that, you know, being an artist is just going on a stage and, and singing songs, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of, you know, you have to be business savvy. You have to know the ins and outs of everything. You need to know how to do everyone's job that you're working with or that work for you um, so that you can know what's getting done and what's not getting done. Um, and so like, I mean, this whole year um, I was touring most of all the year. So like I'm handling all the routing, I'm handling all the phone calls, all the stuff and the emailing and things like that. And so it's, it's really cool. It's, it's really fun. And, you know, I, I remember in, like being back here in home in Oahu, like, I remember how it was me just going up here, just, you know, going to the beach every day and having days off. And, and so sure. now I'm like, oh, I took that time for granted. Now I got to work. No, I got to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear, man. And, and you mentioned your family. You mentioned, I mean, we're in the holidays. So tell me, yeah. how were the holidays like in your house? Like around this time, uh, you know, Thunder, like Christmas, New Year's, you know, 10 kids, music around <laughs> the food. Like what's a traditional Christmas or something around this? Oh, man. Well, traditional Christmas kind of growing up for us was like, you would think, right, a house of all musicians and artists, it'd just be endless flowing Christmas curls and like songs <laughs> right. and things happening. But actually all of my family is heavily into video games, into sports and wow. into everything. So we would always grab a football or a basketball, go to the nearest park and just like, just try to see who was the best. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter like how good any of us, it was like the NBA's final. Or it was like the Super Bowl. Nice. That's how it felt. Like every time that we kind of go out and do something or 
we would game, we get together, and we would sing and stuff. And that was kind of tradition. Now, like a lot of us are a little older. Um, my oldest brother has five kids. Um, me and my wife were expecting our first kid. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. So it's really cool to just see how everything is growing and progressing. And so um, I'm actually really excited to be back here for Christmas because last year I had to, we were in Oregon with all the coronavirus and sure. stuff that was going on. Um, so to be here with family and your family really means a lot. Man, um, I love it. Yeah. I, I I love to hear this about your family because your art is also growing. It feels like you're like, you know, yeah. you know, life is about seasons and I feel like you're like entering like a spring, beautiful season, you know, so that's great. That's great. Oh, thanks, man. No, that means a lot. I, I totally agree with that. Um, like life is all about seasons and it's kind of recognizing what season you're in. You know, there's a season to, there's to you know, to, to plant and to grow and there's a season yeah. to reap. And so it's just like, it's really cool to kind of just see that and to continue to, my parents always stress the fact of laying a great foundation. And so I think we're in that state right now, just laying the good foundation of something that hopefully will continue to grow for years to come. Amen, brother. Amen. And um, I have to, great, great story. I, I mean, I have to ask you about this. About two years ago, actually, no, yeah. more than two years ago. Now it was like maybe four years ago. You're busking in, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> in Waikiki, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this, as the story says. And uh, obviously people come and they stop and they see you and they love you, all that good stuff. But on this particular day, you know, director John Chu obviously walks through, right, with his daughter. And, yeah. uh, and the rest is history, right, Thunder? Like, do you mind... Yeah. Do you mind telling us a little bit? But by the way, he's the director of Crazy Rich Asians for my family. But if you don't mind sharing us that story, that'd be great. Yeah. So it was actually in my hometown, Haleiwa. Um, gotcha. I was playing in front of this. So to kind of backstep just a little bit, talk about video games. Uh, I just beat this video game that I really loved. And I was like super excited. And I was just <laughs> like, and I looked at my life after beating this game and devoting so much time. And I was like, what did I really accomplish? And I was like, man, I haven't really accomplished much. I was just like, there was no one around to celebrate me for that thing or whatever. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and do what I love and just see if I can grow in that a little bit more. And so I um, grabbed all my musical equipment. Um, my family had my car. So I literally took my sound system and got on a, the city bus and went down into my friend's ice cream store that was in this town called Haleiwa and uh, uh -huh. set up my stuff in front and just started singing some songs just that's what I would do kind of uh, it was came from a lesson my dad taught me when I was younger. It was like whenever you had new material and new work and things and you wanted to see an honest response, just go play on the street where people aren't paying to hear you. And if they stop to listen, then you know you have something good to work with. Mm. And so um, so I would just I just did that. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go up there, I'm gonna play for a couple of hours, and people were walking by and then, yeah. I mean, now that everyone knows John Chu was walking by with his family and they stopped and they listened for about an hour. And I had no idea who he was. So I was like, right. dude, okay, this guy is like stood here for an hour listening to me like hoot and holler on so i was like i, I should introduce myself and so <laughs> i stopped got to meet them we chatted for a little bit he, um, he was like man really love your music like my daughter like um super captivated by you so we stopped and we listened we just love everything you're doing and then he invited me to come out um to his wedding a couple months later after that and um, asked yeah. me to write this song for his first dance um and it was really a special song to write because um it was one of the first times I ever had to write a song from someone else mm. or for someone else. And uh, they sent me their entire story of how they met and how the, the love story began. And I took that and put that into a song, like Beautiful. almost kind of word for word, but with um, a melody and everything and getting to do that. And at his wedding where the entire cast from um, some of the people from Crazy Rich Asians, some of the people from all the step up movies, because you know, he did that. And then um, was Scooter Braun was just, um, Justin Bieber's manager. And sure. so got to meet a lot of them and not just 
ignited a spark inside of me that kind of just like, wow, okay, this is an amazing opportunity. This is the next step. You know what I mean? And then like, I'm announced to my knowledge. I, I had no idea that he reached out to the voice and told them then put me on the radar. And so then, uh, yeah, when I got the email from them to come on the show and to audition, I was kind of like, when I first got it, I was like, oh, this is spam. I literally said that to them. Like, oh, I'm sitting on my, my friend's couch in San Diego watching Danny Darko for the first time. Right. And, and, they, <laughs> and they messaged me and they're like, hey, we saw your Instagram page and stuff. And we really love that you came down to the office and did an audition. And I was like, oh, you know what? If this was real, I'll be totally down. But I was like, this, I, I bet that this is a spam. And they're like, no, in fact, this is really real. You come highly recommended to our show. And wow. so, um, so yeah, I went down to LA for a couple of days, auditioned, shared my story, shared a song. And then I found out then, like months after the wedding, then that John Chu had put in a good word for me. And I was like, wow, dude, this is, life is all about, you know, the little small chances of when you meet people and the things yeah. that you can do for people, things that people can do for you and the relationships are so important. And John Chu is now an amazing part of my life. And um, I chat with him every once in a while. He's an amazing, amazing man. Um, he just had a kid not too long ago. Um, but yeah, and then the rest is kind of history from there, man. It's been really amazing. Cool. What a great story, Thunder. But you're so courageous. Like all your stories, like you like display courage. And, and the reason why that matters is because mm. courage by definition, like has fear in it. You just, yeah. you just like manage it. Where does this courage come from, Thunder? Because your story is all about taking risks and like trusting the universe and trusting the good energy and, and taking chances, man. Like, where did that come yeah. from? It's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, you know, I experienced a lot of life at a young age. That's the best way to put it. So, you know, I experienced a lot of really highs and a lot of really lows. If you know my story, I, I lost my dad when I was 13. Right. Um, yeah. And I got really tied into a church and everything and just kind of learned to look at life from another perspective and they kind of uh, the step into things, knowing that, um, that I'm not deserved much. Um, but when something com good comes my way, then I consider it a blessing. Um, and that's what I, and I just work at it. I didn't want to, it's so easy to where something so hard affects your life to, um, to play a victim and to blame everything in the world. Um, but it's, it's better to actually look at it and say, okay, how can I redeem the situation and continue mm -hmm. to push myself and knowing that, that the world is where the world is going to be. And I can only change the things around me. Um, and so, um, yeah, from a young yeah. age, I just kind of looked around and I was just like, you know what, like, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to school for music or anything. And, uh, so, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool, cool. My, uh, okay. As they happen. Hold on. Talk for a second. Yeah, check. Can you hear me? I can hear you a little far, but don't worry. We, we can edit this out. We, we can fix it. Let's see. Um, My phone still works. So is this better? Yeah, a little better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, from experiencing all of that, whatnot, I just took on the lessons that my parents taught me and just kind of every day to look at yourself, reevaluate how you can do better, how you can push through and you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So just I keep taking it. shots. Just keep taking shots. Just keep running. Sandra Storm Artis, man, future musical legend, inspirational speaker. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, yeah, like what you're saying is life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. You know, it's a beautiful yeah. concept, what you're saying, brother. Thanks for that, man. That's yeah, that's interesting. You said that that was my dad's favorite saying. He would always really? say, um, he would actually say that uh, um, doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Just like yeah. he said, like he was just yeah, like, man. whatever you're going through in life, you just remember that when something happens, just how you can pivot and benefit. Because he was, I mean, even with criticism, yeah, from other people, good things and bad things. He said, there's two ways to accept it. Say that someone doesn't know what they're talking about and yeah. the other yeah. to say that uh, whether you agree or not what they're saying 
um, to go and work at it and then present it back. Um, and he said, which one is productive and which one is destructive? He said, yeah. always move forward. And so that's how I try to do is like, how can I continue to move forward rather than going backwards and becoming comfortable? Because when you're comfortable, yeah. you grow, you cease to learn. And um, we're a species that's built around learning. So yeah. if we're not learning, then we're not doing what we're made for. Yeah. Yeah. Either you're growing or you're dying. Yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> right on, brother. Okay. So you mentioned the voice. So let me ask an obligatory the voice question and, and, and we'll, we'll play the clip here for the video audience. But like when you did, you know, when you did the audition, the classic audition now of Bluebird, um, which is among the all time greats of that show. And, and you know, like I, I think that you and another friend of our show, Cassidy Pope, are like the, the ones we've loved the most about the voice. Um, like, what's the feeling like when all four judges, like, really, like, turn their seat around? Like, because I, I know you you knew you were talented, but that's got to be like a, like a jolt, right? Like, like a memory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, all honesty, you know, like, BS or anything like that. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't know, like, how talented I was or anything like that. Sure, like, kind sure, of, sure. I mean, I grew up in a small town, like, playing with my siblings, playing with people, and and it's, it's seriously intimidating. You're on a show like The Voice and you're hearing everybody else warming up and doing their things. And I'm kind of like, okay, uh, just me and my acoustic guitar. Um, but um, yeah, so I don't know if Cassidy shared this. Um, I didn't know she was still on your show. That's really cool. Cassidy's amazing. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, she, she um, rocks. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so like, you know, when they hit the button, there's no sound actually in the studio. So when they mm -hmm. turn around, you have no idea they turn around. So oh. I, I have a habit of when I sing, I I close my eyes because I go into myself and just um but I, when I was um working on it with, with the stage lady she was like hey remember to open your eyes so people can see into your world and be there with you so I'm I start Blackbird I'm like a couple seconds in my eyes are closed and I'm like oh I need to remember to open my eyes and, so then <laughs> I open, and they're staring like right at me and I'm like oh they already turned around this is crazy I gotta keep singing it and so <laughs> If you go back and you watch the video, you can watch. I start getting this vibrato in my voice, and it's like, ah. <laughs> but it was really, it was really fun, and um, it was an interesting experience, man. It it really was a moment to really validate it so much. A lot of work, blood, sweat, and yeah. tears went into that moment, and so it was really cool to see it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's great. Uh, th thanks for that thunder. And you're being so good with your time, but let me ask about your songwriting because I mean, yeah. there's, you know, your songwriting is like, it's beautiful. It's underrated. I live in Nashville. It's a songwriter's town. And I think you got that in you. I mean, like, for example, all is fair in love and war, the new songs, but also like, just like an angel, like one of the older ones. I mean, what's left to do, what's left to say, because life is not a game that you play, not a simple song that I sing along. I mean, it, all the lyrics that you do, man, beautiful. What I really appreciate that. Like, no, I just, oh. I just that because um. Oh yeah, man. A lot of people will hear some of my songs and they more so just hear the voice. Um, but not a lot of people take the time to dig into what the lyrics actually say. Oh, dude, you're a heck of a songwriter, man. Absolutely. Thank you. And what is your process, Thunderstorm? And what I mean is like, are you like here in Nashville? So, you know, the traditional is like, you know, people write every day, 20 songs a week, even if they suck. It's like going to the gym. Is that like your discipline or are you very much like, man, I'm just going to like when the sunrise comes up on Hawaii, like when I'm inspired, like what's kind of like your songwriting approach? here? Well, man, my songwriting approach um, kind of varies from a lot of things like I, first off i want to say that i respect the people in nashville and what they do like i'm actually moving to nashville next november actually um so we're gonna be close by we gotta get grabbed right out absolutely um, man <laughs> um but yeah my process man like my dad always told me he's like you have to live life you have to live life you have to experience things if you're not experiencing things then the stories that you're sharing in your songs aren't your story 
um, and then your heart can't get behind it. Um, and so I always try to live out things or have lots of conversations with people. Like my favorite pastime to do is to, to sit one-on-one -on -one with someone and, and to really talk. Like if I'm in a bit social, I'm, I'm like an introvert who pretends to be an extrovert. So like <laughs> if I go into a group with a lot of people, I'm kind of like, okay, I need that one person. Where's the one person? Okay. I'm going to lock with that one person. And we're going to just chat because I, I can't do like all the big things. And so, um, right. and so my writing process literally, um, I believe that we all receive so much throughout our life and then our body starts to process that. And then it's about really taking the time to when you finish that process and to sit down and allow yourself to catch that song, All Is Fair in Love and War, um, actually happened. I was actually in Seattle and I was meeting a friend who was working at Facebook. Um, so I met with them and then afterwards grabbed lunch with them and then they went back to work and my other friend was coming to pick me up. And so I had like 20, 30 minutes free. I went and sat in a park in Seattle and begin to write that song. Just got my guitar, I started to play and it just came out. Amazing. And I didn't know, I didn't know that half of the stuff in the song that I was singing about, that I was feeling and processing at that time through relationships, through just life philosophy, that understanding that like, you know, all is fair in love and war in like some people's space, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll yeah. do whatever it takes, whatever they, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, hey, you know what? Like, this is what I need. It doesn't really necessarily mean what you need it. And they'll take your dreams and fantasies and watch it like sink like a stone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like this whole like philosophy and idea. And so that's most of my songs will either come from just, just constant processing what I'm going through in my life, what other people, the stories I've heard. The other is like, I do sit down intentionally and work out the craft kind of like, hey, let me write, figure out this, look at this, get an idea, a draw, like writing board of like what I want to talk about, what I'm saying. Um, because I just think songwriting is so special and so important. And, and nowadays it's, it's hard to find good songwriters. And so um, my dream is hopefully to become a timeless songwriter. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm sure you will, Thunder. You're being so good with your time. Thank you. I know you got stuff to do. So let me leave you with this, Thunder. Uh, you know, the years upon us, 2022 is here. Yeah. What is what is something, you know, artistic aside, like artistic goals aside, because we know you have a plan and we know you're going to grow in that. But like on an individual level, what is something that, that, that you're looking forward to, like, you know, removing from your life, shedding, I don't know, procrastination, for example. You know what I mean? Like something like that, that you need to keep expanding your spirit. Oh, man. Me, um, well, one thing I just want to say this, one thing I'm the most looking forward to next year is uh, being a father. I'm going to be a father for the first time. Um, what, when's the baby due? June, June 24th. June 24th. Um, nice, man. Don't be a boy or girl yet, but we're super excited. I think that being a parent is the most important thing. Um, but with that, kind of ties into what you're talking about, because there's a lot in my life that I'm going to have to continue to learn how to shed continue where to grow, continue what it looks like to be more than just a husband, but now a father um, and an individual. So all artistic stuff aside, yeah, procrastination. I am a bad procrastinator. Um, my wife could agree, like my room is always a mess. I procrastinate not just in lifestyle, but also in work-wise. But um, one of the things that I, I do want to more on a personal note is emotions. Um, music was always a place to be a funnel of emotions for me. So whatever I was feeling when I first started writing music and singing, that's what it was. It was like processing what happened with my dad passing, what I was going through in life. I would sit down and I would write music, but I wouldn't necessarily be good um, at sharing that emotions with others. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you're around other people and my, like, you know, just being a black person in America, it's kind of like, you always start to never show weakness to be strong. And, um, sure. and I'm learning now, like, especially in marriage and in life that 
that me not showing my emotions to my wife or even now to my kid is sometimes stemmed from a lack of trust. Mm. Um, and so just working on that and growing on that is probably one of the biggest goals for me in the next year, just allowing to, um, to not just love my wife with words, but with actions and, and with trust. Beautiful. And through that, that also, um, I work a lot with churches and with people that who are heavily invested in what I do in my craft, yeah. but also my lifestyle. And a lot of people share a lot of stuff with me. And so I want to be able to, you know, be a two-way street with that. And so just share the honesty of, from my perspective, what I'm going through so that I, you know, I'm not just, you know, being a hypocrite, giving people advice, but not listening to it. Right on, man. What a guy, what a talent, what an artist, what a soul, man. Thank you so much for like all the great stuff you told us, the lessons, so much to look forward to, man. We are super excited for your journey and thank you so much for your time, Thunder. Oh, thank you. Thank you for making time and uh, for shifting. Moving. Thank you. Hell yeah, absolutely. Take care, man. All right, see you in Nashville. Yes. <laughs> You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.